No one is talking about the attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice, so I will. Uh, The January 6th extravaganza took place on Thursday night, and no one seemed to really care, and Fox News does the unthinkable. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you all had a great weekend. We had a good weekend, had a graduation on Thursday night. All went well. No damage done. Now everybody's out of school. So let's, let's go into the Kamala-isms because we have a couple of uh, quotations that came out uh, this week or in the last couple of days. The first one is Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden's on with Jimmy Kimmel. Last week, we talked a little bit about it. I really didn't care, but there was one quote. I just, there was one soundbite I thought was absolutely hysterical. It just shows that, that Joe Biden is has completely lost it. And even a sycophant like Jimmy Kimmel can't save him. And and he tried to save him with a commercial break. So listen to this. He, he, Joe Biden is talking about something and he doesn't seem to know where he wants to go. He loses track of himself twice. And then Jimmy Kimmel decides, you know what? I'm going to cut off the president of the United States and we're just going to go to a commercial because I can't save him. Listen to this. No so, question so there's about a it. lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is... Uh, um, let me say another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate. But look how the press has changed. Mm-hmm. Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, it's, I, I get it. I know you get. You overstand it. Yep. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a, um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on on the on nightly news. Mm-hmm. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just everything gets gets sensationalized in ways. That, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look, I'm going to take a break, and then we'll talk a little bit more. I don't, if you don't mind. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. I, 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 we have some biracial commercials we need to tell. Wow, wow, that was bad. When you cut off the president of the United States to go to a commercial because he's obviously lost his mind. And people are beginning to see it. Democrats are already beginning to say, you know, I don't think Joe Biden should run in 2024. They're already pushing it. I don't, I, I am surprised he's lasted this long. I'm surprised he's still president. But that is just an incredible, and there's no wonder he hasn't done an interview in 118 days. Because he can't sit for long enough. And with Jimmy Kimmel, who, I mean, was basically massaging him the entire time, even Jimmy Kimmel couldn't make him look good. Absolutely terrible. And, and, and all he did is the same thing he always does. Just brags about what he's accomplished. They never talk about high inflation. They never talked about the uh, attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice. They never talked about Afghanistan. They didn't talk about any of the issues. They didn't talk about gas prices. Nothing. It was just what he has done. I mean, he's a big braggart anyway. But to ignore all the things that are going bad and and try and, you know, say what's going well, which isn't a lot. Of course, he's talking about the jobs and things like that and the Build Back, not the Build Back Better bill, but the American Rescue Plan and all this crap. The American Rescue Plan, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> that caused inflation. 
but it's incredible. But this was this was this next one is actually the quote of the weekend. Um, this is Justin Trudeau talking about how you do not have a right to protect yourself with a gun in Canada. This is just an amazing take uh, from the president of Canada. Listen. And there are debates, and we have a, a, a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada, and there are lots of gun owners, and they're mostly law-respecting and, and law-abiding. But you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. If you try and buy a gun and say it's for self-protection, no, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. You can get it for sports shooting. You can take it to the range. Uh, no problem, as long as you go through our rigorous background checks. But there's a difference around the culture. And one of the things that we're yeah. seeing with the debate in the States is you get more and more of the American-style you know, right-to-carry, self-defense arguments filtering up through, through the... Uh, you know, the, the usual more right-wing communications channels. Yeah. This is an amazing statement. So you're allowed to have a gun to hunt or to go target shooting, but you can't protect yourself? That's the main purpose people have guns. And by the way, Canada would like to point out that, you know, oh, we don't have any mass shootings. That's not true. They do. They have just as many as they do in the United States. As a matter of fact, there was a, uh, there was a graphic released... I don't know who released it, but it showed that the United States is like 19th in mass shootings. There are mass shootings all over the place, especially with the mass shooting, how they define a mass shooting. Now, usually you define a mass shooting as just an individual starts shooting a lot of people, but no, it's mass shooting can be gunfights that happen. That's what happens in Chicago all the time. So the one they had in Detroit, I think two weeks ago, was a, considered a mass shooting because multiple people got injured during a gang fight. But to sit back and say that you can't protect yourself against a criminal who may have a gun, it's illegal to do that, that's insane. And the only reason to have guns, honestly, and this is why it's in the United States, the only reason to have guns is to protect yourselves, like little uh, protect yourselves from little tyrants like this guy. Just an incredible... I can't believe he said it. Okay, well, last week, uh, you'll remember a kid named Nicholas John Roski tried to attack uh, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, and no one is talking about it. Well, a criminal complaint was released last Friday, and it basically attempts to kidnap or murder or threatens to assault, kidnap, or murder a United States judge to wit a current justice of the United States Supreme Court. That is what was written on the criminal complaint. So he basically is getting charged with uh, attempted kidnapping and attempted murder. So here, here's what we know about this kid now. He's 26 years old. He's from Simi Valley, California. Uh, by the way, carried his, carried his gun all the way from California to uh, Maryland, which makes this, I think, obviously it's federal because he attacked a Supreme Court judge, but that probably is also going to be a crime. In the backpack that he was carrying, that nobody's talking about, by the way, he carried a gun, a knife, pepper spray, zip ties, a screwdriver, hole punch, a crowbar, a hammer, and pads for his feet, for his shoes, so that they wouldn't make any noise. He had full intention to break into that house. He got to the property and... Uh, he got the address for 
Justice Kavanaugh, uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, he got it off the internet, of course. This is why it is so dangerous, this, this, this crap that the left does for um, uh, doxing people. It's so dangerous. So th- he got it from the internet. Uh, his plan was to kill himself, kill Kavanaugh, and then kill himself. And thoughts are he probably would have killed anyone who got in the way. So his family was also in danger. He wanted Kavanaugh dead because he did not like the draft that overturned Roe versus Wade, and ironically, he didn't. He thought that Kavanaugh would be a lot lighter on gun control laws. So this guy's. You see, you see the problem. These guys believe in gun control, yet they're carrying guns for illegal purposes. You can't protect gun control. Is not going to protect anybody, except the criminals. Uh, when he got to the house, he saw that it was heavily guarded. He got there uh, something like 5 p.m. It was heavily guarded, and then he just changed his mind. He decided he wasn't going to do it, and then he called 911, and the 911 call was released. He basically said that he was going to kill. Uh, Kavanaugh and himself, and he was turning himself in, and that he probably needed psychiatric help. Now, this guy, the call with 911 lasted about 15 minutes until the police got there um, and arrested him. So they, they took him in, and then he hung up the phone. So he unloaded the gun. He I, Obviously, he had a moment of clarity. This is bound to happen. This is bound to happen because of the, and, and it's meant to happen. The leak of Alito's opinion is really going to cause this kind of stress on these justices, and they really, it's not right. I think Chief Justice John Roberts, not to release this opinion, and it was supposed to be released today and it hasn't been again, is immoral. That opinion needs to be released so that the pressure can be taken off of these judges. And the media is disgusting to, disgust, uh, disgusting too with this leaker. They treat this leaker like she's a hero. And I say she because they pretty much know who did it. Someone under Sotomayor's, uh, Sotomayor's office, some gal, and nothing has happened. We still don't know who it is. We don't even know if they're researching it. The DOJ doesn't want to check it out. It's just incredible how we're ignoring this. And the media has been disgusting. This weekend, not on all of the channels on the Sunday news shows, only once was it mentioned that someone tried to assassinate a Supreme Court justice. The New York Times last week put it on page 28 That's how little importance this is. Imagine if this was Sotomayor someone had threatened. I guarantee you we'd be talking about white supremacy and the hateful Republicans for the next year. We'd be having hearings about it. And not only did the New York Times stick it on page 28, within 24 hours they took the story off of their website. Why did they do that? They did that because this was a left-wing nut job. That's why they did it. And then the next day, the protesters are back in front of the justices' houses, which, by the way, is illegal. It's against federal law to intimidate judges. But no one wants to do anything about it. And everyone's happy. The media and the, pre- and the, media and the politicians, 
They're all thrilled with it. The reality is, po these politicians in the media are hoping somebody kills one of these justices, especially the conservative ones, because they want nothing better than to be able to put another lefty nut, uh, lefty nut job who can't define what a woman is on the bench. They want the conservative justice killed. Don't kid yourself. Well, I got news for you. They've been pushing this crap since 2016. And I was not one that believed in uh, using rhetoric of politicians as a reason somebody does something. Okay, for example, with Bernie Sanders, his rhetoric caused a guy at the base congressional softball, uh, congressional baseball practice for Republicans. That guy was a Bernie Sanders guy. He was screaming Bernie Sanders slogans while he was shooting at the, uh, the, congr the congressman. I didn't want to necessarily blame Bernie Sanders for that. But right now, it is on them. This threat is pure, pure Democrat problems. They are causing this problem. Anything happens. I mean, just this week, Nancy Pelosi was given a bill to uh, protect, increase the protection for the Supreme Court justices, and the House rejected it. Uh, how, how, how is this not a Democratic problem? How is this not their fault? How is this... They're not responsible for things like this. Well, they are. They are. And of course, if you've been listening to any podcast or anything, you'll remember this little quote from Chuck Schumer that happened back in 2020. Listen to what he said if you need a reminder of just how hot democratic rhetoric has gotten. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. The bottom line is very simple. Is that toxic rhetoric? Is that something we should be uh, maybe investigating? Does that sound like, that sounds like a threat to me. This is the problem when de with demonizing conservatives is that it's suddenly justified to kill him. And that's what they're doing. That's why the, it, the riots were justified in 2020. That's why all of this stuff that they did from 2016 to, to 2020 was all justified. I forget immoral or unethical. Look at what they did to Kavanaugh. Look at what they do to Gorsuch. They're all seen, and Amy Coney Barrett, they're all seen as racist. They've seen as evil. They're called Nazis. All of this stuff inflames crazy people like this kid. And we just seem to ignore it. And, oh, just incredible. So I decide to cover it. And we'll find out. It's, it's, not, on, it's not on television now. You're not hearing a darn thing. It happened last week. Okay, so the House held its January 6th extravaganza on primetime. Um, it didn't go quite the way they wanted it. If you listen to the 
If you listen to people, it was on every channel. I mean, it's like North Korea over here. It's like on every channel spewing this propaganda. And they, the media, of course, they played it on every channel. And they, screened, they claimed that 20 million people initially turned it in. And that was such a great, those were such great ratings. Yeah, no. Uh, it actually, 20 million is 4 million short than what the normal news news. Uh, outlets carry. So it actually really blew up. It was absolutely terrible. And then what was worse is that when, uh, let's say, Young Sheldon came on, it people actually turned off the broadcast so they could watch Young Sheldon. More people turned to Young Sheldon than watched the Gen... It was a, it was a disaster for him. And it was played on every channel except Fox News which is not a shock. Tucker Carlson is blowing everybody out. Sean Hannity is blowing everybody out. Laura Ingram is blowing everybody out. They did play it on Fox uh, Business, but they didn't play it on Fox News. And of course, Fox News got a lot of crap about it. Now, I'm not going to, I am not going to defend Fox News. I'm not going to say good for Fox News. It was a business decision. It makes absolute sense. You don't want to if it's playing on every news outlet, who cares? No one cares. And the reality is we kept hearing that there was going to be some big special news coming out of this thing and absolutely nothing came out of it. Absolutely nothing came out of it. There was just a bunch of politicians giving speech, calling 50% of the Americans bigots and, and racists and things like that. Anybody who voted for Trump is a bigoted racist Nazi. And the uh, the chairman of the committee basically said that in his opening statement. Outside of that, there was nothing special. There was nothing new. It was the same old thing. The only thing, but and but the reason this is not being taken seriously anymore is because they were missing some things, right? There was no video of the Capitol Police letting people into the Capitol building. And we know those videos are out there. We see them. We see them on Twitter all the time. There was no, uh, there was no discussion about why the police department was only the Capitol Police were only at half staff that day. There was no question. There was no questions about how the National Guard was recommended to be stood up, but the mayor of Washington D.C. turned them down. No talk about that. There's no talk about Ray Epps and his cohort who was actually pushing people to go into the Capitol building. No talk about who he is and why wasn't he arrested. There is tons of video of Ray Epps encouraging people to go to ram into the Capitol building. There was no mention of Ashley Babbitt, the only person that was killed during the, uh, the pro-Trump uh, supporter who was the only person killed at the uh, Capitol by a police officer who, again, another question, why was he a Capitol Police officer considering he had lost his gun in his restroom, on, in the restroom one day? Why was there no discussion about the bombs that were planted at the RNC and DNC headquarters? No talk about that. Who planted them? We have video of them being planted. Why hasn't anything been done? Most of all, there was no evidence supporting any of the accusations. The entire thing was one accusation over another. 
and there was absolutely no there was absolutely no evidence given there was no golden moment there was no new revelation there wasn't even a a fireworks or laser beam show which kind of you thought you know this is produced by an abc news producer you thought there would have been something to make this thing more uh, exciting just a bunch of politicians yammering in fact all they did was accuse conservatives half of the country of being racist that's all they did and sexist racist sexist bigots considering this was supposed to be a campaign show you and that's what it was this was to really push voters to vote for democrats in november they admitted this there was no show it was very boring and it probably backfired here's rachel maddow of msnbc basically calling this whole thing out as a as a big shan and coming from rachel maddow that means something listen just just the key point that yes there was a pro-trump rally at which the president spoke and you can we can absolutely talk about all the things the president said there but the idea that that rally is the thing that got out of hand and that somehow resulted in the breaching of the capitol that rally was very far from the capitol and the people who as you say did the initial breach that allowed everybody else to come in they never even went to that rally she's calling it out and she's absolutely correct there were there was estimated I, I don't know the exact figure. There was an estimated 100,000 people at the Trump rally. It was estimated that only a few thousand went walked the mile it took to get to the Capitol building, and only a few hundred actually went into the Capitol building. That's not a real, that's not a real uh, incursion. That's not a real, that's just a riot. It's a bunch of people being idiots. There were, uh, and so, yes. Trump wasn't great. Trump really pushed the the election being stolen. He had no evidence that the election was stolen, though I would say the election wasn't stolen, but it was definitely manipulated. But it was a small incursion. There's a news article that sat back and said that the the damage during the 2020 eight months of the 2020 riots caused 67 times more damage. That's $4 billion in damage than the damage that was caused during the two hours. And that's how that's how long it took. The two hours that the, the people broke into the Capitol building. Two hours. They Basically, they were able to do everything they needed to do, the politicians, the senators, to certify the election... And they had a two-hour delay. Yes, it was it was ugly, but we know it was ugly. Do you know why? We were all watching it live. We were watching it as it happened. These guys are trying to create something, create an alternate history of what happened that day. But it's kind of hard because it was only a year and a half ago, and we all saw it. So this is nothing but a pure deflection. This is, we have a bad economy, we have high inflation, high gas prices, uh, we have uh, Afghanistan was a disaster, we have uh, a disaster in the Middle East right now, we have a war in Ukraine that doesn't seem like it's ever going to end, and they have nothing. So what do they do? They drum up January 6th, and they're supposed to do this again. 
Well, I got news to you. They they better come up with something because that that show they put on, yeah, it didn't work out. All right, now <clears throat> in the last story, uh, I'm going to play the entire video. Uh, and remember, I told you Fox News probably. I don't know why Fox News decided to go woke, but they did so in probably one of the worst possible ways. And I think if people are not fired on that network, they are in big trouble because this this was terrible. So let's listen to the entire video. It's about a four-minute video, and it's about the story of a transgender boy which is a girl that became a boy at the age of six. And Fox News is doing a heartfelt story about this crap. So let's listen. Only walking down the street, you wouldn't think anything different. 14-year-old Ryland Whittington is a typical Southern California teenager. And the Whittingtons, along with mom Hillary, dad Jeff, and sister Brinley, are a typical family. The only difference, though, in Ryland's eyes, is what this family can mean to the tens of thousands of kids under 18 who identify as transgender. We put our story out there so people could see that like, there's another family out there that is going through what we're going through, or there's another family who's proud of who they are. Before Ryland could even speak, he managed to tell his parents that he is a boy. I could just see it. It wasn't him trying to be a brat. It was like painful. It was truly painful for him to have to wear feminine clothing and, and for us constantly telling him that you're a girl. And unlike some trans kids, when Ryland came out at age five a few years later, he had the full support of his parents. Initially, there was some pushback from us in yeah. trying to understand this. We were confused like most people are. We thought that gender and sexuality were the same thing. It took us a while to figure out that those two things are different and that children actually do recognize their gender identity very young. Some of them, not all. But they listened to Rylan and to Hillary's conservative faith. For me, it's just a deep spiritual belief that you believe in God and he, you know, created us the way he wanted us. Well, then, yes, he created Ryland just the way he is. And they listened to families. They met in support groups. There was a father who was sitting across the table. He says, you have no idea how lucky you are to be here, which kind of took me back. I didn't at that point consider myself lucky to be there. And he said, you know, our, our child had displayed this gender dysphoria or this gender misalignment at, at the same age that Ryland has. And... We didn't listen, and we pushed back. That pushback led that child to turn to self-harm as a teenager, which 60% of trans and non-binary kids engage in, according to the Trevor Project. More than 50% consider suicide. That, for me, was the turning point. I didn't want to see Ryland to go through that. I'd rather have a living son than a dead daughter. I guarantee that if we had pushed back and done what a lot of parents do, I don't think that we would have... Either one of the kids that you see before you here today. Allowing him to, to live authentically and true to himself and be who he really feels like he is. When you get to know Ryland, you see just how proud and confident he is of himself. Ryland's story got international attention in 2014 when a family YouTube video went viral. And Hillary has since written a book called Raising Ryland. I never thought that I would be known for this like as well as I am, but... 
really just a small part of who I am. He's just brushed things off his shoulders like it's fine. He moves on in his life and he's just kind of think everything we've been through. He's just like learned to do that and he's really good at it. I could never do that. The Whittingtons believe sharing their story could make a lasting difference in another child's life. Something they learned from that support group father nearly a decade ago. I'm just here to make the ride smoother for others. You might be struggling right now, but we believe in you. This family, we might not know you, we might not know where you live, but, you know, we understand you and we believe in you. What extraordinary courage displayed by Ryland, his sister Brindley, Father Jeff, and Mom Hillary. I want to thank the Whittington family for speaking to us. It's not easy, particularly at a time when, tra when transgender issues have been politicized. People are afraid of what they do not understand, Dana. This family hopes their story will lead to more understanding, more acceptance, and ultimately more... This was a pure propaganda video. Pure propaganda story about transing kids. And it's disgusting. And Fox News should be ashamed of themselves. Now, I've never been under the impression Fox News was really a completely conservative newscast. I mean, you've got, uh, you had Chris Wallace on it for 20 years before he went off to CNN and started failing there. They had Shepard Smith. These guys are not conservatives. These guys are liberal. They're leftist liberals. So you have, you have a bunch of people on that, sh on that television show that are not conservative. But just putting something like that is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And what really bothered me about that whole thing is the one person I thought would talk about it, uh, Tucker Carlson, didn't. Because I already know how he feels about that. Conservatives are at a just are furious at the thought that the only conservative or supposedly conservative newscast would actually put on the load of crap. By the way, the uh, the reporter was a guy named Brian Linus, and it was produced by Melissa Chris. And I'm hoping to God they fire those people immediately. How this got through the editors, I have no idea. But it is disgusting, and I... I've, I've turned off Fox. I was so disgusted by it. Now, don't get me wrong. Greg Gutfeld, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, but even Sean Hannity every once in a while, will, who is pretty conservative, will actually bristle at true conservatives. I remember a time when uh, Adam Carolla was on his show and Adam Carolla made a comment about uh, something about fat people not being beautiful. And, and Sean Hannity just bristled at that. And the reality was he said it because the left was trying to make this person into a, beaut a beautiful woman. I think they were talking about the Sports Illustrated or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I couldn't believe Corolla had said that. And Sean Hannity got all defensive. So, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I, they're gonna. I think. I think Fox and Fox News does a lot of this stuff that really is questionable when it comes to conservatism. For example, they they do play like today, uh, through the entire morning lineup. They played nothing but the January sixth commission. Um, 
they continue to talk about uh, uh, they continue to talk about they they've got an entire lineup of the LGBTQ crap uh, because it's Pride Month. I, Fox News should if they want to continue being more than CNN, more than MSNBC, they should probably just keep sticking to conservatism and stop worrying about crap like that. Especially, hey, people watch it to get away from this stuff. Because people do not, I cannot stand watching CNN or MSNBC. I do, because I get some of the, the better stories from those. But to to sit back and go against conservatism it, that severely is just wrong. Okay. Um, and by the way, there are lots, Sebastian Gorka said, Fox News, you should be embarrassed. And Sebastian Gorka is on Fox News constantly. Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, they're on Fox News constantly, and they ripped them. And they even said, listen, they don't have to invite us over again to talk, to promote our stuff, because that's not what we're about. So we'll have to see what's going to happen with Fox. I think Fox is going to have to address this. They're going to have, someone's going to have to talk about it, because this is, I mean, this was storming Twitter this weekend. Okay, uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Trust me, tomorrow we'll have uh, more fun stories. I mean, this was kind of a a kind of a serious day, but we've got some oh, we got some bizarre stuff coming to you tomorrow. Okay, this is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.